Hey guys, welcome back to the Philcraft Survival Podcast. It doesn't matter. I'm your host, Kurt, and we have Travis, Team Philcraft here. <laughs> Hello, everybody. So we're doing a podcast inside the house, and Travis Hess randomly stopped by, and Kurt decided to come to work. <laughs> and, and I never show up anymore. I know, it's crazy. That was a hard fence to jump, man. It was. It was. Uh, thanks for coming out, Travis. Of course, man. Thanks I'm going to put you me. to work in the garage, Yep. and you'll sleep in my basement. Yep. <laughs> Um, we're doing, so today's podcast, we're doing, it's actually a shooting the shit podcast, but we're doing, uh, some overland updates, some talk about this douchebag in Austin, Texas who killed some, we've gotten like a bunch of, of DMs in reference to, yeah, school shootings, bombings, all kinds of shit. Yeah. Like, what do I do? Like, what some the dude- fuck is wrong with the world today, man? I don't Society. know. Yeah. We've changed. Right. Yeah. Actually, there's a good, uh. I don't know where he was at, but he was. I think he's one of the the sheriffs in Florida or something like that. Does a video, um, and it, you know it's a one minute little post on Instagram, and and some reporter asked this sheriff about you know gun control and what's changed in America and all these things, right? And he talks about when he was growing up, they had you know a rifle or a shotgun on the back of their vehicle, right? And it was parked in the school parking lot. Nobody ever thought anything about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and so the reporter's like, well, what's changed? You know, and, and he actually goes through this kind of diatribe about how society's changed with the uh, with video games and violence and all this stuff, Music, right? Everything. Yeah, well, everything, right? It's just how we perceive everything and, and the way that our kids are, I think, uh, desensitized to violence through a lot of different mediums, whether it's social media, you know, uh, the things that they play and do and that they see on movies and all that shit. Right. So, um, I think there's, there's definitely something there, right? Because as, as we continue to evolve as a society, these things keep happening and it seems like the shooting stuff keeps happening. Well, we've posted analytics on it before about how it's becoming more common. So what freaks me out, I think a little bit about it is I feel like every fucking nutty kid on the planet that is like, I want to do damage. Now they look at these school shootings and they're like, that's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to get back at whoever, you know, well, and it's also, we've created a society where kids are, you know, things are glorified on social media. Right. So, I mean, just a, a good example is, you know, the, the shooting just happened in Maryland that thankfully was stopped by an officer who did his job. Yeah. No shit. Um, you know, good guy with a gun stopped a bad guy with a gun. Um, but what's interesting is the first, there's a student there and the first phone call they made was not to police, was not to family, it was actually directly to CNN. <laughs> so the question is, why are we, one, um, you know, society has changed and that also involves parenting. Parent, parents aren't as, yeah. uh, as, as hard as they used to be on kids. Um, gun laws have only gotten harder over the past 20 years, yet yeah. we're seeing an increase in, so guns, the guns haven't changed. Nothing about a gun has changed. It's, right. it's we as society. And also, you know, the moment of fame, uh, we're looking, you know, we're turning to children for policy and yet you wouldn't trust your child to take your car out on a Friday night. Yeah. It doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Oh, it's good. I, you know, I was actually, I was in New York city, uh, working with a friend of ours, uh, recently and you know, this whole walkout thing, you know, where they're going to recognize, uh, the 17 students, you know, that were tragically murdered in Florida, which I don't have a problem with that at all. I respect that and actually agree with that. And then, you know, the tagline with it was, um, about more gun control. And so that immediately, you know, 
sparked not only my interest, but my concern because in Colorado, my kids go to school here and they did the same thing. And what you didn't see in the press is in Aztec, New Mexico, which is maybe 30 minutes from where we live in Colorado, uh, they had an active shoot, uh, shooter scenario where an active shooter killed other students at the high school. And instead of doing a walk out, they did a walk up, um, which was actually being uh, circulated in different forms and social media. And the idea was, we're not going to walk out. You know, we, we love those kids and we respect the fact that everything happened, but we're going to go walk up to other students, introduce ourselves and actually do something that's socially positive. So if somebody's feeling isolated or in a bad spot, they were actually trying to reach out to do something positive, you know, versus like, you know, again, what we see through the big media and everything else, which is it's a gun problem. It's a gun problem. Well, it's in our opinion, or at least in my opinion, I think yours, Travis, based off of what you said, it's a fucking people problem. It is. And I think, I think another video you're talking to, there's actually, it may be related, it may not be, but there's a video of a girl uh, that's standing on, uh, on a, I don't know if it's a podium, but she's, she's on an elevated platform amongst students. And she said, the talk shouldn't be about guns. It should be how we treat each other. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. uh, the, you know, and, and let's be real. Uh, if when I was in high school and if there was a way for me to get out of school, I'm going to get out of school. Now, right. <laughs> do majority of those students believe in that or some? Yeah, probably. But I also think a lot of them use the opportunity to get away from yeah. their classwork. They're Unfortunately, like, that's bail. the reality. I mean, yeah, they're kids. Right? They're kids. They don't know what they're really going against. They don't know the laws that are already on the books. And the same thing with a lot of these politicians. They don't. A lot of these laws they're begging for are already on the books. They're just not enforced. Right. By, and, by, by some counties to include, you know, a lot, of, a lot of it's California. You can go murder someone and you're not going to get a gun charge. You're just going to get, obviously, murder, which still sucks, but you still should get yeah, right? uh, a charge on, on carrying a, a gun without uh, legally doing so. Yeah, well, the, I think one of the interesting things about this in general is just that, again, everybody takes it back to gun control and everybody's unwilling to talk about parenting, you know, what's going on in modern society with, uh, you know, people having all kinds of kids not being responsible for them. Um, and then, you know, medications being given to, ch I mean, it, there's just, there's so many other things that I think we could be addressing that, it, that would actually have an impact on what's going on, a much more uh, positive impact than taking law abiding citizens, right? And you're going to apply more gun laws because it's already been proven that fucking criminals don't follow laws. Mm -hmm. So they're going to do whatever the fuck they want anyways. Whenever you make more gun laws, all you're doing is affecting people that are law-abiding citizens anyways. And so, you know, it's, it's a, it, it's a dead-end issue. You're not affecting anything. You know, again, with the, with the whole thing like this school in Aztec did, hey, walk up to people. Like, be involved with your community. Know what the hell is going on. And when a kid's in trouble... And trying to reach out for help, maybe that's more important to understand than, you know, now you can't buy something until you're 21. Well, hey, we just saw how that worked out. Maryland, I think, has some of the most strict laws on the planet when it comes to firearms. And that kid was 19 and he was in possession of a firearm that he wasn't supposed to have until a certain age, which just goes to show you, law, more laws aren't going to do anything. So I feel like we've covered that we exhausted that, that could be a mike's whole... over here like just looking back and forth like you two idiots <laughs> watching are... a tennis match <laughs> no I, I think it's all good stuff i think um let's talk about the austin texas show oh, yeah well i mean when i woke up this morning i was like super excited because i 
I had a little news alert, and it's like Austin Bomber blows himself up, and I was what like, "What a fucking scumbag! Yeah, what a loser!" Well, well, and how? And, and Austin, we know tons of people in Austin, Texas, too. And Austin's been uh, that. That's that's a solid. That's an area that's kind of been turning for the worst, unfortunately, um, in terms of laws and and what people look on protecting our own rights and stuff like that. But he got away with a lot of stuff, and at the end of the at the end, of, it, it was I think the the worst part outside of the damage that he did was how people tried to twist the story. Certain news outlets saying that he was only doing it to minorities and that this was a racial move yeah dude when people are out to hurt somebody it doesn't matter it doesn't matter, it's irrelevant. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. if he was so set on going after a certain group yeah he wouldn't have you know well yeah well that that's a whole thing with mainstream media anyways is yeah, as I say, that's in case problem. you yeah in yeah. case you haven't figured it out yet all they give a fuck about is ratings and they'll do anything they possibly can to twist the story uh, to make it a headline. Right, well, I, I think it's funny is these guys, they say they represent the people because it's a free press. These guys make million-dollar salaries. If it was, a, it was yeah, for the people, then fucking... Yeah, you said it before. You talk about like co- major corporations controlling these news outlets, and then they have to, they have to meet whatever narrative the top executives want. If and a conservative came into CNN and was like, this is the new guideline... You think yeah. all these assholes would be on the line or on the air? They wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's, it's media. Like my best advice for people as a tangible, like this takeaway we, we, we talk about. Listen to Phil Craft's Revival's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You know, the reality is, is listen to podcasts. Because, yep. you know, you have, it's pointed. It's not subjective because you want objectivity. You want to listen to something specific because you want to get educated. Listen to something that's uh, uh, a little bit more deliberate where you know you're getting it from. And and try to listen to facts, not listen to some uh, fucking person who's being paid influenced. million dollars a year, yeah. who's influenced by uh, you know a fucking gravy train that he's on. So at the end of the day, I mean, you guys would have. I was going to say some pussy executive at, at <laughs> CNN, but dude, ass whippings—they all deserve ass whippings, man. At the uh, at the end of the day, you guys would know more than I. But do you feel as if this guy may have had a motive in terms of what he was doing, or is he was just letting out? Some That's actually one of the things I'm really curious about. Is what you know? Af- of course, they're going to do. You know, what we called in uh, the military SSC, which is like sensitive site exploitation on this guy, pulling his computer apart, checking everything out. And I'm really curious to see what his motive was. You know what I mean? Because if there was one. Yeah, right. Yeah. It could be one of those uh, like the Vegas shooting and we're still trying to get answers, which is obviously frustrating. Yeah, speaking but, of, the, yeah, we have the largest massacre in modern history and that went out of the news. And nobody knows. Yeah. 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 So... Well, anyways, the good news is he was shot in the face and blown up. So I imagine that, like, at some point he's like, fuck it, they're going to kill me. And then he, like, goes to clack himself and he gets shot in the face at the same time he clacks. And he's like, it's a dual, like... It's It's like a dual death. (laughs) Dual dual death. (laughs) The dual death. Like, the funny thing is, like, nobody was injured, right? I mean, there were a couple people injured, but nobody's killed overall from all the bombings. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah he actually killed. Kill. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. there were two people died. Two yeah, people. I didn't he realize killed it. folks, and it was bad. Well, fuck is... him. He's dead now, so fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> what a piece of shit, dude. I was just talking to my. I was actually just talking to one of my buddies the other day uh, in regards to the uh, Baltimore thing, kind of off topic, but they. Uh, I said, wait, which watch, Baltimore thing? Or not Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I said, watch, watch people get angry that the killer wasn't offered. His rights to do trial. He was yeah. just killed. Watch people freak out about oh, that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, it's one way or another, there's going to be a, a freak I'm out. I'm sure. 
So well, well the yeah. I, I think the most I mean, you know, since we're talking about this, that was really interesting to me in the sense of when you have a good guy with a firearm who's trained, steps out and does his job, I mean you know, obviously there were two students that were critically injured and we'll know more about the investigation when it comes out, but a good guy with a gun gets involved and saves probably a lot of kids. And so my thing is, you know, we've talked about this a bunch of in some of our modern survival seminars and I've gotten a million questions about should teachers be armed or not? Should we be doing this? Should we be doing that? Look, here's the deal. It, it goes back to everything we always talk about. If you're carrying a firearm, you need to have the right and proper training to be able to, to effectively do something in a situation like that, right? And obviously, this guy did. Um, I think that in certain circumstances, uh, again, this is my personal opinion, so uh, arming a teacher, I'm not saying that that teacher is going to run around the school and do a fucking hostage rescue and that they're at that proficiency level, but hey, if you're SOP in school is to button down the hatches inside of a room and you arm that teacher that when some shit bag tries to come in the room, that female or male teacher can literally know. dump a mag at the door, you know what I mean? Or something to that effect. Or, you know, again, with proper training, take well-aimed shots as that person comes into the door, the bad guy per se, and that that makes sense to me, right? So we're not advocating for Teachers running around running school. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? No. Like, they're not trained to that level, but I think there is an effective way to implement certain policies that can make a difference. Well, I mean, if you look at what's, what's pretty funny is when I got off active duty, when I had a break in service, I was 22 years old, and I worked for Wackenhut Security. And I went through like a... <laughs> That's like, actually funny to me. I just pictured you in that gray uniform. Dude, it's, it has a purple stripe. Yeah. <laughs> they call it... They, I, we used to call it whack and nut. And so, dude, I, you know why I quit that job? It's because they try to issue me high waters. And I told the, I told the guy, I was like, listen, I, know, I get it. You, you, you know, budget cuts, uniform issues, but I'm not going to wear high waters. Yeah. And he's like... Well, if you don't want to wear high waters, just don't work here. I was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and he's like, are you really quitting because you don't want to wear high waters? I'm like, dude, I got standards, like self-standards. I don't want to walk around a bank with a fucking revolver looking like smoking the bandit. <laughs> like, like it looking dude. like a jackass, dude. I just oh, got no so one awesome. But the, the crazy thing is that course, right? If you look at academies and you look at um, security guards, that course was a 40-hour course. So one week, eight hours a day. And you're qualified to utilize a, a 357 Magnum. Mag. No big deal, Dirty Harry. Yeah, Dirty Harry <laughs> gun, an all leather belt, and and I was an armed security guard. Forty hours. So then you look at a uh, police officer. In the average academy, you spend a week doing firearms training. One week, forty hours. So they get eight to fifteen weeks, depending on what department you're in, and you get forty hours of firearms training. Does that make you automatically qualified to be able to do active shooter, respond to fucking all these life-threatening situations? Absolutely no. not. You have to be able to train on your own. So when you look at teachers and their everyday carry, one, the reason Philcraft preaches everyday carry is because it's a fucking constitutional right to bear, ar to bear arms against this kind of shit. So if that's the, the, the end state, which is I have a gun. I don't even give a fuck if you're trained. If your right constitutionally is to bear a firearm, to be able to stop anything bad, and you have it, I don't give a fuck how you get it done, just get it done. And at least you have a fighting chance, as opposed to 
absolutely not. We're not going to, nobody is allowed a constitutional right to defend themselves or children in schools. And then that's it. And then we wipe their hands clean of it. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, just because this cop, like the criticism of this cop hanging outside the school of all these kids in Florida that were killed. I, I blame him because I think he's a pussy. And I would bitch slap him open-handed because he's a fucking vagina. But at the end of the day, what the reality is, he was trained for 40 fucking hours. No matter how many years he's been on, I think he was on the department for over 20 years. Guess what? He's not in a position to defend uh, uh, people's lives. It has to be a personal decision. It's not a tactical decision. It's a personal fucking decision. At least give him the option or give somebody in that school the option to do it. Well, and I yeah, think right. the downside about what well, I think that department from top down was just a shit show. Uh, you know, the word came out. I don't know how accurate it is, but they were told that if, their bo- if they didn't have their body cameras on, they couldn't go in. Mm. They didn't have body cameras. I mean, yeah. And then on top of it, I guess, so, I don't, like I said, I don't, so don't take this as truth. You know, it's just something I read. A, a, a <laughs> yeah, lot. I'm just throwing this I'll out. I'll throw it out there. But I'm going to get everybody supposedly, supposedly there was, you know, there was an officer that did go in and he's been since suspended because he wasn't allowed to. He was told mm. not to. But yeah. it's, I also think it's, it's, a, it's a standards in, in policing now. It, the uh, police well, parts have become gonna, very yeah. politicized. Of course, they feeling have. certain yeah, because quotas. because they're worried about what the mainstream media and everybody else is going to view them through this lens that uh, creates problems for them, gets people fired. My whole thing is I want to kind of throw something out there, and it's you know we dealt with some political shit in uh, the military, yeah. but a lot of times we were given the latitude to operate because we were experienced, and uh, you know. And they trusted us because that's what we were selected and hired to do uh, was be in some pretty shitty environments and figure it out. Well, I have news for you. When shots start going off at a fucking school and uh, things are going bad very quickly and the situation is, is deteriorating quickly, those people have to make fucking decisions. And if the leadership isn't willing to back up the people that work for them, one, there's a major problem, right? You need to go to a fucking leadership class and understand what that actually means. And if you don't have the ball sack to tell the mainstream media to fuck off, um, well, hey, I mean, you know, that's why you're getting a lot of this crap that's going on now, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a big part of this is training um, and taking shit seriously. And then, you know, what happened in Florida, they picked that whole thing apart, right? I mean, we've heard a million things about how people didn't go in, people didn't do things, some people did, there were repercussions, you know, for going in, all the stuff that you're talking about. But at the end of the day, I mean, for God's sakes, we're putting people under the microscope that are trying to make decisions in a really shitty situation. And, you know, and now they're being crucified for it. Mm-hmm. The guy that didn't, that didn't go, I have a problem with that, obviously, right? Uh, the guy that did go, if he was in fact suspended because of that, that's fucking horseshit. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, EDM, transferring to EDM. So we just, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we talked enough about active shootings. Uh, we talked about EDC, you know, and that, like fundamentally why we do what we do. But for EDM, um, everyday mobility, this is a, it's kind of a, if you think about overlanding, tactical, everything, um, there's not really a space for for really uh, what anything tactical is in a vehicle. Just tell them, bro. We're taking EDM. We're pioneering that shit. Like bosses. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think it's a good thing. I, I think because we're creating a genre that's not clearly defined. So 
you know, the first thing that you do in a military operation is you kind of like define the mission sure. and you create the task organization. That's what we're doing. We're doing that because nobody else is doing it. And yeah. there's a lot of beef between overland and tactical spaces for, for a whole series of fucking reasons. But the bottom line is we're, we're civilians now. Mm-hmm. We want to be in cahoots with civilians, <laughs> even though some of, some of them hate us. Um, Cahoots, uh, man, I haven't heard that ooh, in a cahoots, while. Yeah. You throw, you throw oh. out cahoots. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it behooves of us. Um, I never understood what the fuck that meant. Uh, but it behooves of us to... I feel like you're throwing out some North Carolina shit right now. I know, now. this is some We both shit. are products of Fort Bragg, North Carolina. This is special so. operation shit, dude. Um, <laughs> it's going to behoove you. Behooves we're in the cahoots you. with the civilians. Um, I feel like we're robbing <laughs> right, Sorry, right you were trying to get to a point. Get to so the point. The point is, we own everyday mobility, so if you try to steal that shit, we'll come after you. Yeah. But we're, we're creating a genre, which is a space that promotes the fact that everybody has a vehicle. You don't have to have an overland vehicle, but everybody has a vehicle that's capable of retaining and kind of uh, facilitating your survival in a shitty situation. Yeah, well, the bottom line is your mobility platform uh, works in conjunction with with, uh, every day and how you live your life. Like we've actually been talking about this a bunch. Mike and I have talked about it on podcasts and we've had a lot of questions as to what that looks like and, you know, our brains work in a way where, hey, we're prepared every day. And then if we got to step it up a notch, uh, our vehicles are capable of doing everything that, you know, that we need based off of our geographic location. So, you know, I had, I had a guy ask a question on Instagram the other day. He's like, hey, bro, like my budget is, uh, you know, basically for a Corolla. And I'm like, hey, I understand that. But there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, this guy, this kid lived in an urban area. You know, that could be a fully capable vehicle, but does he have the ability to upgrade to a a more advanced trauma kit? You know, does he have a plan uh, for self-defense out of that vehicle? You know, does he know what the what the vehicle mileage is and what he can get out of a tank of gas? And so, you know, one of the things that, that we are doing is we're trying to bring a lot of education and awareness and understanding to the everyday mobility uh, side, which we coined that EDM. Um, because it's just as important as EDC, right? You see all these cool pictures about everyday carry and everything that, that people are carrying on them. That's great, man. I, I completely support that. But you need to understand that there's a lot of uh, connective things there, which your mobility platform and what you carry in that in your vehicle is just as important as what you carry on your person every day. Yeah, I think the common misconception of what, and and it'll be clarified over time, is that it's not... You know, we do enjoy overlanding. We do enjoy, you know, utilizing our vehicles as to how we built them. But mobility isn't just about going off-road. Mobility is, you do, out of any situation, it may be in an urban area. It may be in an unpopulated area. maybe in the middle of nowhere. Um, something can happen in any of those places. And it's how you react and the, the items you have in the vehicle to respond to that situation is what we're preaching. That's what we're really going for. It doesn't matter, like you said... If the guy drives a Corolla, that's fine. But what does he have inside that? Yeah. You know, majority of people will go and buy, and I've said this before, majority of people will go out and buy these sweet, I'm not going to, you know, drop the names of the company, but they're going to buy these sweet med kits for $400 that are a basic med kit. You have bandages, nothing else in there. Bandages, like ace, ace wraps, that kind of yeah. stuff. And there's nothing life-saving in there. Right. And these people are going out and doing some crazy stuff in their trucks that, you know, potential rollovers can definitely happen. Yeah. Uh, 
and they just have a basic kit and they don't even know how to use that basic kit. Right. So if there's an individual who drives a Honda Civic who has, you know, a trauma kit, knows how to utilize one basic level of tourniquet, right. uh, two, you know, hemostatic agents or anything like that, he's well beyond than some of these guys who have $100,000 yeah. rigs going off-roading. Yeah, so right. at, at the end of the day, it's, it's we want people to have not just good products in their vehicles, but the knowledge of how to use those products properly. And it doesn't matter what you drive. You know, in some instances, it does matter where you live because each medical kit will uh, change depending on the terrain that you live in. I mean, up in Colorado, it's going to be a lot different for what my vehicle is outfitted for than it was in California. Um, and that's a learning curve too, understanding yeah. what I need inside and how to properly use it. It's always a, it's always a learning curve no matter where you go. Always preparation and, and train yourself up on, on the location that you're going to. Well, yeah. tra Travis, so for people that don't know you, because I mean, we introduced you like a long time ago in a latter podcast, but Travis runs uh, everything mobility-wise. We call it mobility-wise, but that's off-road, that's overland. In your vehicle. That's in your vehicle stuff um, for Philcraft Survival. Tell them your background, because a lot of people disrespect you because they look at you and they go, he has a he has they a punk ass face. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has that face. And Why are you open? Ass. You're opening your hand. And you're like, I'm gonna fucking smack. You want discipline or respect, motherfucker? <laughs> they, they don't like your face, so we need to go ahead and like back you up with your background. Because I, I think what's crazy is a lot of people don't know. I feel like that, now if people hear this, they're gonna go to his page and expect to see like sloth from Goonies, <laughs> <laughs> baby root, <Yeah>. baby root. <laughs> but I, I think it's crazy because you know I you know I know you personally, we're buddies, but I I think you have actually a really good background, and more so than ninety nine percent of the people in the space to be able to be uh, validated, a, yeah, subject matter, a subject matter expert because. You have a PSD background that people don't know about, which you keep close hold, but I, I just told everybody about it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, who you protect is irrelevant. But that is uh, in itself tied into mobility. Totally is. I, I've done that before, which is we call them mobile. That, that literally is tied to mobility because mobility is the way you transport um, and yeah. protect that person. Because get you in, get you get out, you, get, get, get you off you, the edge. Absolutely, get you yeah. in and out. And that, that is your equipment... Uh, facilitation for you everything. Work off that. It's your Kazovac yeah. platform. It's your everything. fucking fighting platform. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, but it's also yeah. we got to take this break for the beers that the we're beer drinking burst. right now. Yeah, Sierra Nevada. So Mike's into this Sierra Nevada hazy little thing IPA, which I think is a seasonal, right? It's a se seasonal. It's yeah. a seasonal yeah. special one, but you know it's new. It's, it's really good, man. All hazy IPAs are New England style, which is, means they're unfiltered. Yeah, which is I've noticed. They're amazing. Some of the major breweries. Everybody's well, doing it now. It's yeah, getting more popular. Yeah, it's cool, man. But I a think great my beer. kidneys are taking a major hit. But. Fuck <laughs> That's what Thursdays. It's today Thursday. Wednesday. No, it's That's Wednesday. What Wednesdays are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what Wednesdays. You gotta get over that hump. Hump. It's the hump, hump day, day yeah. bro. It's hump day. But also, you were in the army. And, you know, we're in the same unit together. Wait, is that... Let's clarify the same unit because I don't want people going off on a tangent because they know you for, you know, other things. And They know, yeah. they know they Mike know the for cool black side. ops. <laughs> they oh, know God. the cool side. Not white ops. <laughs> no, I think, you know, so give, give, us, a, give us a snapshot of your background. Uh, yeah, so I was in the military. 
third infantry regiment, so um, you know I can I can the oldest army unit, the oldest army yeah. unit, no big fucking deal. It's no a hard, deal. yeah. It's it's a, it's 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 definitely an experience, but um, I didn't deploy. A lot of people ask that, um, especially when I'm associated with you guys. Yeah, um, but I'm okay to say that. Uh, though I, as much as I wanted to, uh, it just wasn't in my path at that time. Um, so I got out and uh, did. I've done marketing all my life. Um, but I've always been outdoors. But you were an infantry guy too. Yeah. It's yeah. important. To yeah. yeah. Um, I used to race motocross all my life. So I've, I've always been outdoors. Um, you're also an MTV. What's that show? No. <laughs> it's a great show, dude. What's that? What's that show? Oh, I forgot control. about what that. What is it? Parental control. Yeah, parental that's control. Right. Travis was on. Dude, you were like a boss, dude. He actually yeah, was yeah. handsome as fuck in that. Cause I don't I, know what happened, but yeah, that's 50 pounds ago. That's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. No, then, uh, I got, I went to... That was your first time dating another boy. Yes. No, <laughs> Named Skylar. Um, yeah, after that, I, I went to the reserves. I was an infantry guy in a finance unit, which was... Really? Cool. Yeah. Uh, and I couldn't stand it. There was no... Coming from, like, the old guard, oh, going into a reserve unit, yeah. where standards are nothing, yeah. I lost my damn mind. Yeah. So yeah. I left that, went to the uh, IRR, and... There was an individual I won't name names, but that I met when I was there. Inactive, ready reserve. That's where I'm no, at. No, right yeah, well, yeah. Uh, in the reserves, I met an individual, and he was like, "Hey, I know your background because we do do some escorts and at, at, at the old guard." Yeah, uh, and it's a lot of planning and and making sure things. Dignitary escorts, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was like, "You know, I've got a good route for you to go if you're interested." I said, "Sure. What is it?" He goes, "Oh, it's you know protection, it's a protection detail, PSD." I said, all right, you know, I'm interested. And uh, I got a phone call, went down to <clears throat> a certain area to get interviewed and ended up getting a job with a really high profile client. Usually it doesn't happen, you kind of have to work your way up, but I just was in the right place at the right time. Um, and for the past few years, I've been protecting that client primarily and other clients, uh, uh, very, you know, ultra high net worth, uh, very visible people. So every step you make has to be very uh, calculated. Calculated. Yeah. It's um, very plain, right? Very plain. Yeah. And that's where uh, I, I always wanted to get back into the outdoor lifestyle, and I stumbled upon Expedition Overland, which I'm sure some of your listeners know. I love that. Yeah. They're killer. I mean, you want to talk about those are the those are the guys who really represent the brand really well. Um, in terms of, they drive highways to get to certain areas. It is literally mobility. They don't preach that you have to go out and rock crawl all the time. You don't have to be on these. Black diamond trails all the time. It's, it's the adventure of going somewhere else. Yeah. And that's what it's really about. So, which is cool because I think like our whole thing as well is like, you know, after long careers and special operations, all this stuff, you try to figure out where you're going to be after that. And now we're in this epic place in Southwestern Colorado and it's like right where we want to be right in this kind of area in the United States and jumping off road and doing all these things and like kind of, I don't want to be, you know, silly about it, but like soul searching and like going into the mountains and it's ever like, good for yeah, us. Yeah. Reflecting on all these experiences and like, it's awesome, man. Like you but, can't find anywhere else like that unless it's like epic country. So well, that's human nature. I think we've, we've, you know, off topic real quick. That's, you know, adventure is in our spirit, right? That's what all of our ancestors did. It was in their blood and it's in our blood as well. And we really find our true selves and, and really work through some, some struggling times by getting alone outdoors away from everything. Um, so that was actually, to be honest with you, that's why I got into the Overland scene was because it was my getaway from my, you know, 100 hour weeks, 100 hour plus weeks. And um, 
where the skill set from the military and from the PSD side really attributed to the Overland side is preparation and calculation, right? So everything within the, my truck is calculated. Some people it may be You're stupid. fucking anal with that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like super anal. Like you are like the, uh, you are like the, uh, what is the, that, that, that movie with the, 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 the super, <laughs> I don't know like, where we're going The super right now. thing that you go inside. The super anus? The you super go inside anus. of the yeah. anus? Stargate. You're the Look, Stargate you're the, of anuses. You're the star anus. Star, yeah. <laughs> star anus. You, you're the Instagram handle. Dude, it's, it's funny because, you know, I, like I, I remember... You know, we had lunch or something. I remember we met up in like South Lake Tahoe, um, and I was going out to training or something. And we met with <laughs> dude, you. And your, you and the Stargate girl. analogy. Dude, I like Stargate. I know Star, that whole. There's like, so many different dude, things that produces. Star, for well, me. Stargate was like the portal to another dimension, and like you can go in there and go into like a prehistoric. Like it was fucking. Bu- anyways, I just imagine your butthole like a Stargate. Yeah, it anyways. is. Different anyways, dimension. A different dimension. Yeah. So, what I remember is like the. The meticulous, uh, almost anal effort that you had in everything you did, which it's funny because what I've realized in the criticism that you've gotten on social media, it's because you're you're like organized, like it, like if you are an overlander, like somehow you have to be some cowboy. It's like motherfucker, you're getting in a car and you're driving off road. Let's not church this shit up like you're some advanced like fucking. Uh, like you're some advanced fucking cool guy in the space. It's like let me let me make an analogy. No, let me make a reality. Ooh. I was in the Glover. I, the I, Glover's launching off right now. I, I spent, just want everybody to know. I spent nine months in Afghanistan in a chop Land Rover, driving across the country, killing bad people off a fucking vehicle. You drive a Forerunner in a national park. So that's the difference. We are masters of overlanding and the subject matter experts because. Unless you can fucking reverse time and go back to fight a, fighting in the GWAT and fucking living off a of Land Rover, shut your fucking mouth. You off-road. So don't criticize anybody else for off-roading. Because the reality is, it's a recreational fucking sport. Like, like get over yourself. We're preaching being positive, being outdoors, being in nature, getting off-road, and that's okay. And We're not prepared. criticizing yeah, And being prepared. Ve- in your vehicle. Being, do they hit EDM? I don't know shit? about you, but I'm tier one off road, bro. <laughs> tier one. I don't. You, I feel like you're. That should be your hand. I feel like tier you're tier off-road. two point five <laughs> off road guy. But. Well, I think I think at the end of the day, they there's there's and just like we talked about this on the on the YouTube video that we'll be releasing soon is there is in in certain niches, especially gun industry as well. There people create these checked boxes or these boxes oh, yeah. that need to get checked. If you don't go by these boxes, you're not a part of the community. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> <laughs> now with 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 me, my goal. We're habitual line steppers, by yeah. the way. The, the 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 crazy thing is, we invent the box. So the box that you check, we're inventing. So I don't love, get the I fuck the off box. the bandwagon, Mike. Like, wait, yeah, I'm all about the box. <laughs> so I mean, my my whole my whole goal from the get go <laughs> yeah. wasn't to be this like overlander, like living off the. I mean, though I'd like to live off the grid, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Pre- I'm not preaching. Um, a certain life, I am preaching a lifestyle cause it is a, you know, prepared lifestyle, but I'm not trying to be something in the off-road scene. You're that, you uh, dude. Exactly. Yeah. You're being so you and I, everything that you're we not project, worried about anybody else. I, I could care. Yeah. I could care less. And, and it's just like in, in the gun industry, you get these niches and it's elitist attitudes and you don't want to be a part of it. It's, 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 if you're not a part of the group, you're demeaned and this it's just, it's negativity. You don't want to be around. Yeah. And so with the truck, 
I literally built it around what I personally needed. You know, it may not make sense. There's every Sibian in the front There's seat. There's Sibian in the front seat. No, and passenger. A gyrating Sibian. Why do you have a rubber fist mounted on the front seat? So, <laughs> so Sorry. I had to. Uh, literally, every, yeah, so everything, everything is calculated, whether it be for work or be for off-road. It doesn't matter. I mean, I've, you know, I've that brand motion 360 degree camera system. Is that, is that, in my eyes, I think it's completely necessary because I could see because I could see everything around me, 24-7, inside my vehicle. I could see Mike creeping up on me from behind. I don't know, it's just one of his passions. <laughs> and, uh, his <laughs> it is. He has uh, a rubber fist yeah, shaking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't do that. Uh, so I think, I think at, at the end of the day, my whole goal, especially with mo- Fieldcraft Mobility, is to, one, not say you have to have a certain vehicle to get certain things done, but just understand what you're doing and how you're doing it. Yeah. And surround yourself with people that are like-minded. Like, I can't say, you know, over the past few weeks, especially, you know, being involved with, with Joey and, and, and you guys more, more often is things are better and more positive when you're surrounding yourself with good people. And you're more um, driven to do things that may be uncomfortable. Mike, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> uh, that... Uh, will make you a better person at the end of the day. Yeah. Majority of my training and everything like that, because I, I I'm actually very intrigued in the medical side of it, and that's where I like to you know to really focus on in the off road scene is the medical side. I got all that outside the military. That was on my own doing, going after certain courses to you know that are applicable now, especially with TCCC, to the real world. Where as before, it, it really it really wasn't. Yeah. Um, so tell people about Moab. Moab. We just spent the Mo- We spent Moab together. Yeah, Moab was sick. Well, you spent the whole week. <laughs> We spent Moab I, together. Yeah, we we shared, spent the Moab yeah, together. I, like I had I had this sweet trailer. There was Mike, some serious said, space docking in Moab. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we had this. We had the sweet bear tra- bear teardrop trailer, and Mike said, "Don't worry about it, bro. We're sharing a sleeping bag." <laughs> I said, "We got a we yeah. got a hotel right behind the forum. You got to sleep naked in order to pro- provide the best body. Well, heat. that's how sleeping yeah. bags work. So, Optimized body heat. Oh, no, Moab, we got to talk about Mike's philosophy for working for Phil Crab. You got to get fucked in, and you got to get fucked out. <laughs> So everybody, I've done my penance. Um, I've been running. I've been running the for two weeks. IC of Fieldcraft, and I fucking paid my dues. So other people are gonna pay their dues. Who else wants to come aboard? I was all excited because Mike handed me that you know that that scepter, if you will. Um, Double sided scepter. Mark your pants off, Travis. It's <laughs> weird. Um, no, Moab was cool. I've never been to to Moab, and I've seen a lot of great pictures from that area. What do you mean you've never been to Moab? I've never been to Moab. That was my first really? time. Really? That, that the- trailhead you you just brought us to? That Dude. was like you the first time you've been on there? Yeah. That's a case of beer, bro. And SF, whenever you do something the first time, you got to bring a case of beer. Yeah, remember that first time you did that first thing the first time? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that thing. You don't like Fieldcraft Survival about 10 cases of beer, I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, No, it's cool, man. We we did... I mean, that's a that's a moderate trail. It's called Gemini. Yeah, it's a moderate trail. I was pulling a trailer, and I wasn't you know a trailer that one is not mine. I'm not trying to roll a very expensive trailer, Um, but I definitely wanted to test it to you know to give some good feedback back to the guys. So well, we did some videos too. We did some videos, and it's in YouTube. And what's so funny about videos is it never really exemplifies the trail that you're on in terms of like in terms of like the technical stuff we did. I just watched. Have you seen the videos? Yeah, I saw. I saw. Are they good? Yeah, they're really good. I just saw, <laughs> nice. and actually, what's funny is everyone on Instagram is like, "When's the movie dropping?" Because it literally seems like it's it's a full on movie. Really? Yeah. So 
One is I am the adventure at I am the adventure, which is on our Instagram, which is Joey Watanabe, is our videographer for that shoot. Our YouTube channel is Philcraft Mobility, which is separate from Philcraft Survival because we kind of wanted to isolate uh, mobility stuff because it's super fucking epic. Um, and that's the video that we shot. But you saw the previewed videos. Yeah. Have you seen the, the, the already the ones that were made? I've, yeah, I've seen the full. We'll, I'll show it. He's, I don't have reception where so, I'm the mountains. He's so. doing the scrub. He's the mobility guy. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but like I said, what's funny is that the, the video never shows exactly how technical that rock area that we were in. And I mean, those were four foot ledges. I mean, they were, they were, they were pretty technical, especially for one, we didn't air down, which is, you know, it is what it is. Um, and also we were pulling a trailer, but that place was definitely epic and we're definitely going to go back there again. I know we're bringing back the... Um, I can't wait to get there with the taco. So my, my truck is in the finishing stages. I'm going on spring break with my kids in Cali later this week. But my truck will be at High Country Cruisers being finished up. Three Sibians. Yeah, three Sibians. Yeah. All in the same seat. Yeah, it's, bench it's, seat. Like it's a, a bench Sibian. A trifecta <laughs> of Sibians. Because that's what I need to keep my ass awake when I'm driving uh, these long trips. Speaking of keeping, keeping someone awake, Joey, I'm sorry, but bro, you got to go on more road trips because that dude... Was he sleeping the whole time? The whole time. They'll just... Joey's, Joey's like the uh, the quintessential uh, millennial. You know, he's like, we're uh, on yeah. a road trip. <laughs> he get, I'm immersed in the I technology. Need my, I need my neck, I'm sleepy now. I need my neck pillow. I'm not tired. <laughs> we um, love you, dude. But, uh, <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I don't know when the dates are dropping, but we're definitely bringing back the off-road courses. Yeah. Um, so, Outland Bound got canceled. It did, yeah. Uh, what, did they give a reason for that? No, so um, you know, we got an email, uh, a business email, and it was just for undisclosed reasons. I I don't know what was going on. I don't know if it was associated with the bombings that were going I don't know. I mean, I really don't. So, unfortunately, that was canceled. Mike was actually going to be instructing uh, in Austin for that event, and that's, you know, we're not going to do that anymore. So, um, you're right though, Travis, we are talking about those courses. And so we're excited about those, you know, when Mike and I were running those in Nevada, um, they were good courses, but I think based off of the after action review and some of the things that we've done, uh, to address where we felt there were some shortcomings in that course, cause Hey, here's the deal. We're a professional organization and we look at everything we do. And when we run something, uh, the next time we run it, we want it to be 10 times better. So um, one, I think we have the location, right? If we do it here, which we've been talking about doing, uh, two, we've got, um, extremely talented instructors from Zach doing trauma med, who's a former pararescue man, um, you know, to now Travis, our mobility guy, who's obviously sitting here talking through a bunch of stuff with us and his background. And then Mike and I being on site as well, um, and helping teach, uh, something that makes sense, right. In an overland environment or wherever you're at. Uh, I think the cool thing is, is the whole concept of that course was to get a bunch of like-minded people together. Uh, we get them out on the trail. We talk about recovery. We talk about med. We talk about survival. Uh, we talk about from fighting from your vehicle. I mean, there's just a ton of cool things that, that we can do with that. And we have the instructor knowledge and base to be able to, to give, uh, you know, the client that experience. So yeah, super excited about that. Yeah. And then we're also, uh, launching a, our own little line for everyday mobility. Yeah, so um, our product line 
I just had a meeting with Burst USA, which is a U.S. manufacturer who's been in business. I actually just flew in from Chicago last night, late last night. Um, they've been in business for 97 years. That's fucking awesome, dude. Dude, the yeah, same floor, made. The same floor cool. manager is third generation. His, wow. his dad, 50 years with Burst. His granddad, 30-something years with Burst. So he, wow. like, it's crazy, man, because they manufacture things for soldiers in World War II. Uh, through every war leading up today, they got SOCOM contracts, they got military contracts. And I went in, I pitched my idea for a, a textile product that's in the overland slash EDC, EDM realm. And I had to brief them because they, they're so maxed out of capacity, they have to take on special clients. And so I got the yeah, intro. it's got to make sense to them, right? Well, yeah, it's got to make sense to them and it's got to be something that they're worth, it's worth their time. And so BCM, uh, John Chain from BCM, which is a good buddy of ours, you know, obviously we're, uh, I'm a gunfighter for BCM and our company's represented by BCM, uh, bridged that gap, had the meeting, set up the meeting, I briefed them and then 30 minutes later they're like, we're on board, let's do this. And so uh, we have a whole EDM line and if you haven't noticed yet, we're, we're kind of clearing out of the tactical space and migrating into the everyday mobility space because we believe that number one, you should be a responsible, self-reliant individual, and then and then utilizing the facilitation of your everyday mobility platform in order to upgrade your situation. Well, and also you're opening up a whole market where you know some people may not be into the whole tactical scene, um, and they may be into the off-road scene. And so we're bridging that gap between both markets um, so that we can cater and train people efficiently on how to survive in a catastrophic event, whether it be man-made or, or, or natural. So, Well, yeah, and the, one of the things that I talked to with Burst, I'm not going to tell you what the, 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 uh, the subject matter that we were dealing with was because it's a surprise and it'll be released during Overland Expo in Flagstaff in May. I'll tell you what it is. So basically... <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> um, but, but really, it came... <laughs> My butthole went... Uh, which is a flexing thing. Um, I feel, like, I feel like it flexed, but it was still the size of a half dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I have no sphincter tension, and that's... Cucumber-ish is yeah. where I'm at, just naturally. So... Um, the reality is like we want to be um, in, in the realm of helping everybody from tacticians um, to survival slash overland experts to just the everyday people, you know, like a fucking soccer mom, you know, so the equipment that we build and that we utilize in vehicles doesn't necessarily have to be for a $75,000 forerunner. Exactly. It, it could be for a, you know, a $10,000 Corolla. Yeah. And so... Uh, EDM and EDC and the and the direction that Philcraft's going is just you know I, I'm not interested in the tactical space, man. The tactical industry does not interest me. To me, it's a whole bunch of rich fucking companies making getting richer off of the backs of a whole bunch of um, guys who got paid nothing, sacrificing for their country. And until that paradigm shifts. Um, I, 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 we make our own way. We make our own way. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a huge, huge point where, you know, we want to pioneer, we want to pioneer genres. And if, if there's no, look, every fucking human being on this planet, especially in the United States per household has two vehicles. 
It's it's 100% guaranteed. It's what are you going to do with those vehicles? The the Northeast just got hit with the third nor'easter this season, which is the first second day like literal second day of spring, which is record breaking, and it's shutting that place down. Like same, what the fuck do you have that you're prepared for? Same thing with California. So we just had uh, we had some rain, really bad right? lands. Yeah. We, we had a really bad fire, one of yeah. the largest in California history, and I and then we had a really bad landslide because we had a rain after it. You know, yep. a lot of it was so. That's it, not funny, but it's ironic because a lot of Californians were so excited about the rain. And one of the things you know, I told you know my family and friends is, yeah, rain's great and all, but now you have to understand all the moisture in the ground from that fire is gone. So if any water gets through it, it's going to let go. And sure enough, yeah, you know, uh, there was not there wasn't mandatory evacuations. It was just evacuation if you want to, and it killed some people in Montecito and Santa Barbara. Yeah, and. Uh, now they're on. There are literally, if there is a, if there is even a chance of rain, there's an evacuation set. So now yeah. you're now you're looking at all these people having to flee from their homes in their vehicles to an area that they may or may not know on their own penny. Mm-hmm. But the state's not paying for them to evacuate. And now we just had uh, the storm that really caused the most damage. Is now we have another storm hitting us right now that's even worse. Yeah. So it's things like that where the training that we're going to provide will help prepare you for situations like that where yeah. how do you how can you leave your residence but still be comfortable off uh, on the road whether yeah. it be on the road or, in, or off the road it doesn't matter how can you be just as comfortable in your vehicle and have the items and necessities you need to continue the survival of just not just you and your family um, but if you do help your friends or anything like that they're able to survive as well yeah all great points man i mean and you know we've talked about this a bunch of times on the podcast is, hey, know where you're at, your geographical location, know what the natural disasters that potentially could happen are, be prepared for those. And then, hey, you know, our company also talks about man-made disasters and what that looks like. You know, if it's active shooter, if it's a shooter in general, uh, you know, any of those type of situations, preparedness, I think is key. Uh, and we, we talk about this in our survival seminars and there, you know, Mike's brought it up a ton of times, a guy named John Leach, who talks about survival psychology and he talks about this number and I've read about it on a bunch of forums and, and heard people talk about it, but the 108010 rule and the most interesting thing that you can take away from that is that your preparedness uh, directly and your training directly relates to your survival. So if you want to be in the upper tier of surviving a natural or man-made disaster you better be out there training you better have good equipment and uh we're excited because our company that's our mission statement is one to provide uh sound training based off of experience and two um to provide good equipment for people that when they're faced with a terrible situation they've got the right things uh in their hands to be able to survive so yeah i think training the training is a key aspect but you know, I think, especially with the tactical industry, it's saturated with people who are do utilize. You know, they could be the biggest shitbag in the military, but are utilizing their record as a platform. Now, yes, they may. You know, I, you know, they've done more than I have. But at the end of the day, you people really need to look into who they're asking to train them. Yeah. Um, because some of the stuff that's out there, even from like it might this is my personal opinion. Um, 
is, is nuts. It's not really applicable to real life. And it's so you're really telling me that doing monkey rolls with an AK-47 standing up and shooting isn't real life? Dude, I've done that like five times <laughs> this morning. I feel sad. This yeah. morning in my boxers. Yeah, so I, <laughs> that's, that's, he's in his boxers now. Um, <laughs> but but that, I mean, the reality is, is you really need to look into, before you go and buy some course that you're spending hundreds of dollars on, Yeah. more than our membership fee, <laughs> um, it's, it's going to be, you, you may, the training you get may not be really applicable to real life scenarios. The person who's teaching you may, you know, I, I, I don't want to speak over my head here, but I just, I, I really want to stress people taking well, the time. Well, we get, I get what you're laying down. Yeah. The bottom line is vet your instructors. Vet, totally. And so we're very comfortable in this space because of, uh, everybody that we bring on board to include Mike and I's resumes, if you will. And where we've been and where we've served and the experience that we have, um, we're super comfortable in this space and pioneering, like Mike said earlier, new genres um, that make sense to bring, you know, uh, something positive and then something for people that makes sense, you know, where they're going to survive. Well, so, I, I mean, I, I'd even push it even further. It's not even about the resume that you have. It's the people themselves. Right. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, they, that's they part have, of it, right? Like, yeah. are you a good person? Are you a good not? person? What's right. your intentions with this course? Are you really gouging people just for money or are you, you right. really want to train the public that you're, you're are you delivering? That you're yeah. Something so, that makes sense. Yeah. Training and, and take the time to look into who they are outside of their, their, their um, resume and see if they're a good person. See if they'll even respond to you on social media. Reach yeah. out to them and ask questions and see if they'll take the time out of their day to respond to you. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's, Those are great points, yeah. man. It's, I, I think there's a lot with interaction. I think, you know, all of us try to do, do the best that we can, you know, with running a business and then also having a lot of interaction with people that have legitimate questions. Uh, and we try to do that, you know, and that's something that I think our company uh, is pretty serious about. And, and we don't make money off of that when we engage people, but we do want people to be prepared um, you know, but on the flip side of that, Hey, we, we are a business and we do want to make money. We have to pay employees and we, and we want to be successful. And we have a lot of things that we want to leverage, um, based off of, you know, what Mike and I want to do as far as like, uh, helping nonprofits and doing a lot of different things. So, um, you know, making money isn't a bad thing. So we're okay with that too. So on a good note though, we have uh, we have an expo coming up. That's right. So yeah, so we're gonna yeah now we're wrapping the episode, yeah expo, boom. <laughs> so April April sixth through the seventh. So April sixth. Are you okay? Uh, no, I, no. We're, we both looked at Mike and we're like expo. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what fucking expo? Where are we? Um, I'm in the twilight zone. Uh, expo April sixth and seventh and eighth. Um, look, the bottom line of the expo is the expo is designed to make money for a nonprofit that we support called Global Star Teen Adventures, which, which it, it will. Um, it's also a, a time for people to get together that are like-minded and join together in an open forum of, of discussion and, and hanging out and shooting the shit and, and getting to know one another. You didn't put the, uh, <laughs> the event on there that was the naked bonfire dance session? Yeah, we're, we're doing that. Yeah, that wasn't on the website. That's part of bonding. Uh, that was like... There was like an asterisk. It was like <laughs> secret naked bonfire. TV. Sorry, I had Mike's room. Yeah. yeah. Like what? That's weird. Uh, yeah, that's so, weird. So it's 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 at a uh, Reveal Peak Ranch. Reveal, yeah. Reveal, so Reveal Peak yeah. Ranch. Potato, potato. At the end of the day. <laughs> Reveal. Uh, but it's Jeez. it's in Burnett, Texas. It's not Texas. a strip club, Travis. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well. 
Well, at, at this point, it's not. <laughs> yeah. we, that may change during the expo. It will be. Uh, but yeah, it's in Burnett, Texas. Burnett, Texas, yeah. Uh, you can find all the info on the well, website. There's two There's two uh, uh, components to that. There's philcraftsurvivalexpo.com, which is the educational... Uh, which I almost internet. got fired over not knowing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike's like, you stupid <laughs> moron. How Go many times do I have to tell you about the expo? <laughs> Go to the friggin' website. There's a whole website that's been like <laughs> dedicated hours just just designing. <laughs> um, but Philcraft Survival Expo is how you uh, get educated on it, but it has direct links to sign up for it. The coolest thing is the the seventh is the charity barbecue. Uh, don't expect fucking wine and dining. Expect country music and, uh, and some fucking meat and fucking potatoes. <laughs> a and, lot of meat. Yeah, a lot of meat. Um, uh, cylindrical meat. Yeah. Um, Pork but, sausage. Yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm actually hungry. Right uh, <laughs> damn, I'm hungry. Um, damn, damn. Damn, I'm hungry. So the 6th, 7th, and 8th, you can sign on at philcraftsurvival.com. Another thing to mention is, um, look, we're moving the store from North Carolina to Colorado. In that lull time, it's philcraftsurvival.com. I'll advertise on social media when it's going to be .us. Because it's going to go to philcraftsurvival.us. And on philcraftsurvival.us, we're actually advertising what you just brought in, all the EDC mats, right? Yep. Do you have them? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mike was, it was, yeah, I have them. They're, 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 I feel like that was one of those they're, awkward moments where he's like, I don't have the mats, and we should probably talk about this after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the, no, they're in the, they're in the, the trailer, and uh, that's par- partially the reason why I was getting like eight miles a gallon. Because <laughs> there's a time. Damn it, so you're going to send an invoice to us for a lot yeah, of gas, gas charges. Yeah. Fuck. Well, what's cool is we, we linked up with a company in Logan, Utah called Cirrus, um, and Cirrus, it's C-E-R-U-S. Um, actually made the mats. We made everyday carry mats. We make we made them in two versions because we see the application of, hey, an EDC mat, an everyday carry mat, which is where you stage all your equipment on the go or on the fly, is one size, and then you have a home version. Exactly. Which is what where you would keep by your nightstand, and all your stuff would be no matter what. And speaking about mats, we are going to be coming out with some Overland esque. Mats that we won't go too much into detail about, but yeah, some large, they're larger large. in form factor. Yeah, you know, the somebody asked me on social media, they're like, Hey, why do you have a mat? Like, it's a mouse pad, like, what, what's the deal? The coolest thing that I've realized about this mat is it's a fucking mat, like, there's no it doubt about it. It instills fucking discipline, bro. well, dude, it's the mindset, right? Yeah, well, my thing is, like, I was just envisioning while you guys are talking about this because I wasn't really involved in this <laughs> one, <laughs> which is fine, I'm good with that. Um, you're like a Narnia, <laughs> I was like, I was playing that fucking little flute, like, tumness, skin you know? flute, the skin flute. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, I'm off my skin flute now. Um, no, but but I always talk about discipline because people ask about motivation, but like translating to EDC stuff, real interesting conversation that I had with somebody about how do you maintain discipline with the EDC thing? And I'm like, okay, well, here's the deal. If you're willing to accept the consequences of you have the ability to conceal carry, but you didn't decide to take your gun that day and you could have made a difference. If you're willing to deal with the consequences of that, uh, well, hey, you know, more power to you. But my whole thought process is with EDC is I carry my fucking gun because I can be the difference. Um, and so the cool thing about these mats is like, it's a reminder, right? Like when I set my stuff down at night, this is just me talking right now and how I envision the mat. 
but it's like, I've got the mat. It's a good reminder as to where I place my things, keeps me organized. And then, Hey, that's what I roll with. You know what I mean? And, and the stuff that I roll with can actually make a difference, whether it's a tourniquet, it's a firearm, uh, obviously my wallet for my wife so she can, you know, run something on my debit card. Target, son. <laughs> yeah. You. yeah, right. So, but anyways, that's kind of a serious take on the mats, but I think it's a good way to think about it that, hey, not only is it a, a cool deal that we're doing, but it's a good reminder of everyday carry and uh, why that's important. Well, it's, men- it's a mental practice too. If you, if you are every night laying something down, in a certain order and every morning picking it up, it becomes yeah. a routine for you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that good t- point. It sets the precedence for the day. Exactly. Jesus. Yeah. I could have, I just should ask Travis, can you, can, can you, you vo- can this? you vocalize this for me? Yeah, so I didn't yeah. have to describe it for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's that cool. That's uh, why we hire, that's why we hire, you know, smarter people than we are. It's absolutely. <laughs> I don't get it. He's flexing. I don't get it. Anyways. Um, so, Hey, we're at the tail end of this episode. Um, Something to cover that we already covered, but just to highlight is the uh, we have the Overland Expo or not Overland Expo, but Survival Expo that's coming up. We will be at the Overland Expo in May. That's Overland West. So if you guys are interested in that, uh, everybody from Team Fieldcraft will be there. Kurt will be there. Travis will be there. Um, a couple other guys from uh, our brand ambassadors will be there, as well as myself. And so if you guys got any uh, input, uh, feel free to hit us up at info at fieldcraftsurvival.com. Um, what to be on the lookout in the future is one, the migration into everyday mobility, which, which is starting with a Facebook, which is a uh, Philcraft mobility. So if you, if you want to check it out, please check it out because that's where we'll be doing the Facebook series, uh, as well as the videos we just shot in Moab. Um, also, uh, on social media, Kurt underscore team Philcraft, Travis underscore team Philcraft. And my own is Mike.a.glover uh, at Gmail. And overall, as a company, is at Fieldcraft Survival. That's right. Um, we're still on FieldcraftSurvival.com until we make, make the move, and it's going to go to .us. And we have uh, Fieldcraft Mobility, too. That's right. At Fieldcraft yeah. Mobility. That's, that and the Facebook page are going to be linked, so you'll be able to get all the information from there. Uh, majority of the videos are going to be uploaded to the Facebook side and the YouTube channel just because of the size of them. Um, that way you guys get the most quality out of the video. Yep. Uh, but we'll be posting updates on the Instagram as well uh, over the next few weeks. And yep. at Expo, we will be releasing our new product. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the Expo because that is, that is like Travis said, we'll be releasing a new product. We'll be there to talk about all the stuff that's involved with everyday mobility. Uh, we'll be mig- migrating that direction. In, in fact, uh, there's something that I hadn't mentioned. I'll mention on a small scale. Uh, just give you the hints to it is Black Rifle Coffee, right. uh, which is a good buddy of ours, Evan Hafer. We'll be doing something with those guys as well. Yeah, that's super cool. I'm excited about that. One last thing uh, for tribe members, people that are looking at becoming tribe upgraded members. Um, hey, there's a, a, a whole uh, amount of content that we provide privately for people um, that pay for an upgraded tribe membership. That is not going away. That will still be there. Um, obviously we're working through some of the logistics of that, but you're going to get, uh, obviously what we put out, but as an upgraded tribe member, you're going to get more based off of, uh, what we do with videography and a lot of different things and the knowledge that we're, have the ability to give you. So we want to make sure that our clients that are signed up for that understand, um, and people that are interested in it, that they're getting a ton of information, uh, for really, I mean, we've talked about this a million times, you know, I think the cost for a year is like $360 roughly. 
um, month. Dollar a day. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I mean, literally less than a dollar a day, barely, right? But still, um, the way you look at that, you know, uh, the, what we charge for courses to do firearms and things like that, you're getting a fantastic deal interaction with us through the video um, and fantastic information. So don't forget about that, the tribe upgrade. Uh, and you can go to fieldcraftsrevival.com to sign up for that. There will be a migration phase at some point to make sure that you're getting all the content that you paid for. Yep. You got anything, Trav? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Fucking well, thanks. he said no, his well, piece. Okay, the reality, nope. No, the reality is, is the, uh, the real quick, the Fieldcraft membership, I want people to understand Why is your this. denim shirt buttoned up all the way? It's not, bro. I have one God. button done. <laughs> I'm not Post Malone, bro. Yeah, no, it's not Post I'm Malone. not Post Malone. I forget who it is. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the, what I want you guys to understand, when you're upgrading to the membership of Fieldcraft and you're paying that $360, you're not just paying for a coin. You're not just paying for a swag bag. You're literally paying one – that, that membership will cover literally just one course with Fieldcraft if you weren't to join the membership. Yeah, but absolutely. now you have access to all the courses, whichever one you want to attend – and you also get all the information for the courses that you don't attend. So the amount of what the membership is, is next to nothing to compared to what the content and the training you're going to be able to, uh, to have uh, by just upgrading. So if we put a course out, please come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please come. No, no but come. no, it's a good, it, no, it's fantastic points. Yeah, that's, it's all good stuff. Yeah. I mean, that, that upgraded tribe membership is... Uh, we feel like price point wise is super fair and, and it makes sense. The so. Teachable C course is well over 400, 500 bucks. Easy. Alone. Right? Yeah. And we, we, that right there, you just, you know. It's, yeah. Anyways. Cool. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> All right, guys. So, so wrap this. Wrap this. Yeah, this is actually the longest episode we've ever done. It is. I, and I actually thought that a lot of good stuff came out of it. Yeah. A lot of good education, a lot of good uh, points. Um, so, yeah. So at, at in unison we got to close it up. Oh, gosh. I'm gonna add something at the end of it. Oh god, right. here we go. So you guys, do right, guys. if we say stay alert, stay alive, you're like Sibian rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, till next time, stay, stay alert, alert, stay alive, and get mobile. Oh my, you're, <laughs> you're that guy. <laughs> <laughs>